Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Are you doing good this morning? <laughs> well, I want to welcome those of you that are even watching online right now. We're excited that you're with us today. And it's not too late to join a group. Join a group, get in a group, get in a group, get in a group. We love grow groups and we have a great uh, semester. Uh, I believe God's going to do something incredible this semester through 12 weeks of intentional community, intentional study, intentional growth and discussion. Uh, that God's going to change lives, that God's going to grow us. and So it's going to be a good, a good semester of groups. And uh, I'm going to jump right in. I'm not going to take too much time because uh, I believe that God wants to do something and reframe some things in your life, if you will. And so I just ask you to open your heart and open your mind and uh, open up for what God wants to do in you today. And we began, last weekend we began a brand new series that we're calling Reset. Reset, And the idea behind this series is that a lot of us have probably thought at some point during this year, come on, you can raise your hand if you want to, you don't have to if you don't want to, but we've thought at some point during this year, if I could just press the reset button on 2020 and start over, or if I could just press a button that would just you know, just take me right into 2021. I would be good to go. Uh, like I'm, I'm over this year. And what I believe is that God has desired during this year and during this time and this difficult time for some and this interesting time for some. And he's, he's desired to reset some things in your life, to shake some things up in your life, to bring your attention to some things in your life. And so we're going to be in this series for a few weeks, probably several weeks, talking about different things that I believe God wants to do in our church and in your life personally. And last week was kind of the introduction, and we titled the message, Pressing the Reset Button. And I would encourage you to go back on the podcast or on the app or on YouTube, wherever you get the content, and watch that, listen to that. I believe it will be a blessing to you. And uh, we talked about four things that we need to stop running, we need to be honest, we need to receive provision, and we need to draw close. And so I think that message will be a blessing to you. Go back and listen to that if you haven't checked that out already. And today as we continue our series, I want to talk to you on this subject, this topic. I've titled the message, Re-Gifted. Re-Gifted. And I was thinking about this last week, how some of us are excited about this, some of us are not so excited about this, but the holiday season is just around the corner. Come on, it's quickly approaching. We're in September, and I love the holidays. But I was thinking about what some of you think about when you think about Christmas, and you think about how somebody re-gifts. You ever re-gifted something? And you go to your family's house. Come on, you ever been in this situation? You go to your family's house, you're getting together, you're playing Dirty Santa, or you're exchanging gifts, and you exchange gifts, and you're like, wait a minute. I gave you that shirt last year, and now you're giving it to them. Or I gave you that coffee mug last year or two years ago, and now it shows up. Or any of you ever go, like some of us, we form, uh, we form games specifically, specifically around the idea of re-gifting. Like that's the whole point of the game. Like bring something that you have that you don't use, and let's just exchange our stuff that we don't use so we can use each other's stuff that we don't use. I don't know how that works, but I was thinking about re-gifting and how a lot of a lot of times in the holiday season we'll we'll regift. Maybe you've done this before, but I was also thinking about uh, another question. And have you ever had had somebody that received a gift, and when they received their gift, at some point that that gift was used to help you? 
Come on, you ever had known somebody that, that they just went through Christmas or they, for their birthday or they just went and bought it or somebody bought it for them, they got a brand new trailer, come on, and it would just happen to be, you're like, man, this is from the Lord because I'm moving in three weeks and you just got a brand new trailer. And so this is the gift that just keeps on giving, right? Like you got that brand new gift and can you just bring that brand new gift right on over to my house and help me out with the thing that you received or maybe someone received a gift card of some kind and they used part of the gift card to pay for something for you or or they took you know it was a gift card and they wanted to pay for your meal along with their own meal or something like that they got a, they received a gift and they wanted to use that gift to help you or to benefit you in some way and uh, today I want to talk to you specifically on this topic of gifts and I want to talk to you about spiritual gifts that come from God. Can we talk about this for just about 25 minutes today? Spiritual gifts that come from God. Now, some of you, I understand that some of you, when you hear the term spiritual gifts, you think creepy. <laughs> you think weird. You think, what? Like, oh, where are we going today, right? You know, you're, like you have all of these weird thoughts, probably because of the way that something has been framed in your mind and in your heart from such a young age or when you were, you know, you were you were living there and you were attending that church at that one time and you saw some things and you're like, I don't really know exactly what I saw. And so when you start talking about spiritual gifts, it kind of freaks you out. But I want to I want to talk about this today because I believe that this is something that God desires for you. And I want to try to break it down in the simplest way that I can. And this is really an introduction to spiritual gifts, okay? If I could give you an introduction to spiritual gifts, this is what I believe the Lord has told me to say. And so today we're going to be in, we're going to begin in 1 Corinthians 12, and then we're going to be in Romans 12, 1 Peter 4, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 14. So we're going to be a lot of different places today as I try to explain this to the best of my ability uh, and introduce you to this idea of gifts that I believe God wants to give you. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you can follow along on the screen. We're going to start in verse 1. Paul's writing, and he says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, what I find interesting here is right off the bat, he's saying, You've asked me a question. You sent word to me, like, hey, can you talk about this? Can you explain this? Can you give us some insight into this? Can you whatever? We don't have, we don't have the exact way that they presented it, but we know that they presented a question to Paul because he says, hey, listen, regarding the question that you had about spiritual gifts and these special abilities that the Spirit gives, I don't want you to misunderstand this. And so I want to just prerequisite what we're about to say. If you're here today and you have questions, I believe that Paul's going to do his best to answer your questions today. I'm going to read you the Word of God and what the Word of God says, and we're going to talk about it for just a few moments. Uh, I don't want you to misunderstand this. Verse 2, you know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. 
It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides decides which gift each person should have. And then for the sake of time, we're not going to read the middle section because Paul then immediately goes into the body and how we're all part of the body. And I can't say that you're not a part of the body and you can't say that I'm not a part of the body. And we all have our part to play. And then at the end of that in verses 27 and 28, he says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. And now, uh, before we get into some, uh, some practical points today, I want to hop over to Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 4. And this is what Paul, same guy, is writing to the Romans He says, just as your bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. And you understand that whenever you give your life to Jesus, whenever you get saved, you become a part of the body. You become a part of the body of Christ. You become a part of Christ's body. And so if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, then this is written to you. You're a part of the body. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Isn't it so good to know that there's such a variety of gifts that God wants to distribute, that the Holy Spirit wants to distribute among all the people that are a part of the body? He says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. So as we're talking about spiritual gifts today, I want to give you three points that I believe are really just some basic things if we can introduce this idea of gifts that God wants to give you, spiritual gifts that God wants you to have in your life. Here's point number one. You need to write this down because some of you need to remember this. Gifts are good. Gifts are good. Somebody needs to say that out loud today. Gifts are good. When, you know, here's what, here's what is interesting to me. If these things that Paul is talking about, and he's saying here are spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit, he, he gives this to some, and this to some, and this to some, and this to some, and, and all of these different variety of gifts. If these things were weird things, or if these things were crazy things, or if, this, if these things were strange things, why would Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, say that they were gifts? If, if they're weird and freaky and, you know, crazy and just, just weird stuff and strange things, why would the Holy Spirit inspire Paul? Come on, you believe this. The Word of God is inspired. Every word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Why would he inspire Paul to write that they are gifts? Because gifts are good. Gifts are are good. When was the last time that someone who loved you and you knew that they loved you came up to you and said, I got you a gift? And your initial response was, oh no. (laughs) I know that this person loves me. They care about me. They have my best interest in mind. They, I mean, they just love me for so long. It's just this unconditional love and they have a gift for me. Like, I don't want that gift. 
when was the last time, think about it, when was the last time that somebody that you knew loved you said, I have something for you, and you're like, I don't want that. I don't want anything that you have. Paul says these are gifts. Can I tell you today that your heavenly father loves you and has your best interest in mind and wants to bring glory to himself and all of these things, and we don't have time to get into all this, but he wants this for you, and he called them gifts. I have gifts for you that I want to give you. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, we just read it a minute ago, says a spiritual gift is given to each of us. Why? So we can help each other. This does not say a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can freak each other out. So that you can wonder about me and I can wonder about you. No, he says, listen, these are gifts. These are spiritual gifts. And I want to give these to you. Why? So that you can all help each other. Gifts are good. He, like, here's the gifts. Why, why do I need this? So that you can help somebody. So that they can help you. So that we can help each other. So number one, gifts are good. Here's point number two. Gifts are meant to be opened and used. Gifts, it's one thing to understand that gifts are good and the Holy Spirit has their spiritual gifts that, that God wants you to have in your life. But have you ever received a gift from someone and you never opened it or used it? Did you ever receive a gift from someone and it just got put in the attic, it got put in the back of the closet, and 10 years later you come across that thing and you're like, wow, when I was doing that, that would have been great for me to have. Like, I never opened that. I never utilized that. I never put that into practice. I never used that for what it was intended to be used for. The gift that isn't open and used for its intended purpose isn't benefiting anyone. Paul said, I, here's what the Spirit says. There are gifts that he wants to give you so that you can help each other. If we don't open the gift and use the gift, we're not helping each other. Gifts are meant to be opened and used. 1 Peter chapter 4, look at verses 10 and 11. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. There we see it again that it's about helping each other. It's about serving each other with the gifts that he gives us. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ Jesus. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I love the way I came across this as I was studying on this. and I love the way that Tony Evans, many of you know Dr. Tony Evans. Maybe you've heard of him or or listen to him speak before, he explains this point in this way, and he kind of gives this illustration. I want to read it to you. This is what he says. He says, full-service gas stations are hard to find today. Wouldn't you agree? Anybody remember? I'm not, I'm not old enough to remember full-service gas stations. You know, it's, it's, ever since I've been alive, it's been get out and do it yourself, baby. I mean, like, that's the, that's, that's the type of service that it is. But he says, full-service gas stations are hard to find today. Most are self-service. Unfortunately, many attend church like a self-service station. They fill up on preaching and go home until they need more fuel. But God intends his church to be full service with each member providing for the well-being of others. <laughs> Many of us can, can we just all learn together? <laughs> Many of us, we attend church 
so that we can soak up some good worship, we can soak up a word from God, and that we can take that with us, and then, and then whenever we're feeling empty, we're like, I need a word from God, I need a word from God, I need a word from God, and so I'm going to go seek somebody out to get a word from God, and we're using it as this self-serving thing. When God all along has intended the body of Christ, the church, the capital C church, to be operating in gifts that he has given to all these different people so that we can help each other, we can serve each other, we can benefit each other in this way. It's the way God has intended for it to be. Use the gift that you've been given to help and serve each other. God intends for the gifts that he has given us to be the gifts that keep on giving. I like to picture it this way. It's like that gift that just keeps showing up. You know, it's like we're all like, oh, this is what God has given me to do. Like, oh, man, I'm just so hospitable. Come on, some of you are like the most hospitable people in in the world. And it's like you can make anybody feel welcome. I mean, no matter what it is, like some of you, like you, like you feel like the Lord is speaking things to you, like about other people, like to encourage other people. Can I tell you, that's a gift. That's a gift. It's what the Holy Spirit wants to give us so that we can help each other. We can encourage each other. We can build each other up. They're good things. Not only are they good things, they're things that we need to open. We need to use. We need to use what it is that God has gifted us to do. Amen. So gifts are good. Gifts are meant to be opened and used. And here's point number three. We're going to spend a few minutes on this one. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love. If gifts are good, if gifts are meant to be opened and used, and here's what we need to do. In light of all that, here's what we need to do. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So after 1 Corinthians 12 comes 1 Corinthians 13. Are you with me? Everybody got me that, you know, 12, 13. Immediately after Paul is talking about, he, he, he talks about spiritual gifts, talks about the body of Christ and how we all have a part to play and how we, uh, we encourage each other, we build each other up, we, we, we use these things to serve each other. He talks about the things that he's given to the church, the gifts that he's given to the church. And then immediately after that, in the first three verses of chapter 13, this is what he says. If I could speak all the languages of earth, and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. These sound like great things, like faith that can move mountains, like like God is operating in me in all of these ways. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I would have gained nothing. And then right after that, Paul goes on to tell us what many of us have read, and we've read it over the last few weeks, what we read at weddings, and we talk about it, and it's love. He says, if you don't have love... But you're operating in all these things. You could have all the knowledge in the world, and if you don't have love, it's like a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. It's not doing any good. If you had all wisdom, if you had so much faith, I mean, you just had God had given you so much faith that you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move, but you didn't have love, it means nothing. Nothing. And then he goes into love and he tells us what love is. And for the sake of time, we're not going to read that. But many of you know he talks about love at the end of chapter 13. He says, but 
this could pass away, this could pass away, this could pass away, but here are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love. We talked about these a couple of weeks ago. And the greatest of these is love. Immediately after he says that, this is what he writes. He writes that down, and immediately after that, he says, let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And I love the way that the Christian, Christian Standard Bible says it in verse 1 of chapter 14. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. And he goes on to talk about why he says, especially that you may prophesy. And we're not going to get into all of that today because this is an introduction to spiritual gifts. <laughs> But here's point number three. You need to pursue love and desire these spiritual gifts. In other words, in light of everything I've just told you about the gifts, about the things that God gives, about the fact that love is most important, here's what you should do. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. And I believe they have to be done in that order. I believe that pursuing love comes before operating in the gift. Why do I believe that? Because Paul just told us one chapter earlier, if I do all of these things, but I am not pursuing love, I am not loving you well, I am not doing these things in love, then it is doing no good. There has to be love for these things to actually operate the way that they were intended to operate, to encourage us, to build us up, to help each other. So I want to talk about these two things just really briefly. So let's talk about pursuing love for just a moment. So love, I believe, is superior to the spiritual gifts. I think that a lot of times there are some of us. Now, there are some of us that don't really understand spiritual gifts, and that's okay. That's what I love about our church is that there are so many backgrounds in our church that we're just all coming under, you know, under one covering, the name of Jesus, so that we can study God's word and figure out what he says, not what everybody else says. Amen? And so there are some of us that we understand spiritual gifts. There are some of us that are not understanding spiritual gifts. We were talking about this. The grow group that we're attending on Thursday evenings is about Holy Spirit, learning who Holy Spirit is and what he does in your life and what he gives you and, and things like that. And we were talking about this idea that I felt like the Lord has been really revealing to me. And it's not anything new. It's been there all along, but it's on a different level right now. And it's the fact that that there are some of us that we want the, the gifts, we want everything that God has for us, and we want to operate in those things, and we want to do what God wants us to do, but then all week long we're mean. <laughs> and I don't think this is just talking about like, okay, when you come to church, pursue love. Now listen, this is talking about the body of Christ and using these things in this setting and, and even during the week as the body of Christ, the capital C church to encourage each other, to help each other, to build each other up, like using these gifts. But it's not doing any good if there's not love. If we're trying to operate and desire this over here, but all week long we're mean, that doesn't work. That's why I think you have to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. That love is actually the goal, and then you desire spiritual gifts. So why is love so important? Two reasons why I think love is so important. Here's the first one. 
is that love enables us to understand and utilize spiritual gifts in the right way. That when we are pursuing love and love is the goal, then we better understand we, we, we better understand how God wants us to use that, how the Holy Spirit wants to work through us in that way. And we operate in the gift that he's given us in the right way when we have pursued love. When we are operating out of love, we'll operate in the right way. Here's another reason why I think love is so important. is that when we exercise spiritual gifts without love, we tend to exalt ourselves, which is contrary to love. Whenever we make it more about the gift than about love, then we make it more about us. And then it becomes, then, then there can be pride that creeps in because it's no longer about using these things to help each other. It's about, look what I can do. Look at the gift that God gave me. Look at how many words I can give. Look at how I can do this. Look at, look at what, look, you know, you remember like three years ago, I prayed for that person, they got healed. Like, it's not about you. That's why we have to pursue love so that we don't begin to make these things about us and we start thinking, wow, like look at everything that God has given me to do and look at all the talents that I have, look at all the gifts that I have. It's not about that. It's that God wants to give all of us a spiritual gift or gifts so that we can use them to help each other. So love is important because of that. We have to pursue God because God is love. What does it mean to pursue love? Like It means having the heart of God, that God's love is in you. That you see people the way God sees people. That you treat people the way that God would desire for you to treat people. That, that, that you are loving the way that God would love. And as we pursue God, he has gifts through the Holy Spirit for us to operate in. As we pursue him, as we pursue love. And trying to use the gifts without pursuing God and without pursuing love, we have a tendency to cause confusion. And God's not a God of confusion. When we're not pursuing love and pursuing God first, then we may do things that cause confusion, and God is not a God of confusion. That's why we have to pursue love and then desire spiritual gifts, that love is the goal. Love is the goal. And so let's talk about desiring the spiritual gifts for a moment. So we know that love is important. Why should we desire spiritual gifts. We've already looked at this verse a couple of times this morning, but I just think it's so good to remind us again because I think it all comes back to this. If we could get this one verse, then it would take all the like the 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 weirdness away. It would take all the fear away. It would take all of these things away if we could just if we can hone in on this. Can we do this for a minute? We read it a minute ago, 1 Corinthians 12:7. It says a spiritual gift is given to each of us why so we can help each other. Why should I desire to have these gifts so that I can help you? Why should you desire to have these gifts so that you can help me, so that we can help each other as the body of Christ? I want to bring the worship team back up as we bring it to a close today. I believe that God's desire is for us to operate in the gifts that he has given us because it's a way that we love each other well. And help each other. And in my opinion, we could say it this way, and I think we have this. Can we go to that next one? Love is the goal. Spiritual gifts are a way to love and help each other. Love is ultimately the goal. You know, in the New Living Translation, it was translated that way, that make love the goal. In the CSB, pursue love, it's listed first, that love is superior, that love is actually the goal. But spiritual gifts are a way to love and help each other. And so we can't get 
one before the other. I think that there is an order that we have to pursue love. And then we can operate in the way that God has desired for us to operate in the gift. In the thing that he's called us to do. Amen. Will you stand to your feet today? I'm going to say just a couple of things because this is how I was, I was praying about and asking the Lord, how do you end? You know, I really feel like this is what he led me to say. It's kind of like introduce this idea, reframe this idea is probably a better, better way of putting it. And so I want to encourage you for a moment, and here's what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do. I believe that he wants to reframe in your heart and your mind how you have seen this. And I'm not against any other church. I'm not against any denomination. I'm not against anything. But what, but what, we, but we, what we need to do is go to the Word of God and say, what does God's Word say? And so I think, you know, myself included, that there are some of us that over time, we've just kind of believed one thing. That over time, we were taught a certain thing. That over time, we saw a certain thing and it made us afraid. And we were like, if that's what this is all about, then I don't want anything to do with that. Listen, he wouldn't have called them gifts if they weren't good. They're gifts. They're gifts that he wants to give you and he wants to give me so we can help each other. So that we can encourage each other. So that when you're having a day that nobody really knows what's going on in your life, that he could speak to somebody and send them over to you and they would say something to encourage you and you wouldn't even know how in the world they knew that. It's a gift. And when you leave that situation, you're thinking, how much does God love me? That he would have all of these spiritual gifts, that one of them would be this, that he would send that person over to me to tell me that. And I want to I read through some things because I really want, I really want the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I really want the Holy Spirit to reframe the gifts that he wants to give that some of us haven't been desiring because we don't understand, we're nervous, we're worried. And here's what I felt like he told me to write down. And we don't have time to get into all these specifically, but he said, you don't have to be scared when you hear someone speak speaking in tongues this is this is a big one for a lot of people you don't have to be scared when you hear somebody speaking in tongues why because that gift came from a god who loves you that gift came from a god who loves you you don't have to panic when somebody prophesies to you, as I was mentioning a minute ago, when somebody comes to you and they're speaking a word to you, and you're thinking, oh, like, how did they, how did they know that? Listen, God, God didn't tell them to go say that to you to freak you out. That is a gift that God gave to them because He loves you. 
loves you. You don't, you don't have to feel like your gift of helping others isn't as important as something else. Because some of us, we think, I, I really think we, we go here sometimes. We're like, well, I see them doing that. But I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And it doesn't seem as important. It doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal as what they're doing. Like, I wish I could do that. I don't know. There's a variety of gifts. And the hand can't save the foot. The arm can't say to the leg. The eye can't say to the mouth, I don't need you. No. Don't, don't feel like what it is that God has given you to do is any less than what you see anybody else doing in their life. He gave that gift to you. He gave that gift to them. Why? Because he loves you. Because he wants us to have these things in our lives so that we can help each other. You don't have to be concerned when you see a miracle happen in someone's life. I don't know if you've ever seen a miracle. If you've ever seen somebody be healed. If you've ever seen, you know, something happen and you were like, I don't even know. I don't even know how that happened. You don't have to be weirded out. You don't have to be concerned. Why? Because that's a gift that God gave. And he loves you. When was the last time that somebody that you knew loved you tried to give you something? that you didn't want. You shouldn't feel less than because someone you know is always, you know, they're always giving generously. Man, I just see that they're giving over here and they're giving of their time and they're giving of their money and they're giving to that person. And then I see them over here and they're giving to that person. It just seems like they've just got it all figured out and they're just giving everywhere they go. And I wish that I could do something. I wish that that, that I felt differently. I wish that, that that may be a gift that God wants to give you. But don't feel less than because what you know God told you to give doesn't seem like as much as what this person has been giving in their life. You know, there's a story in the Bible that Jesus told where all the people were coming through and they were just, you know, can I just put it in my own translation? They're dropping hundreds. This lady comes along and Just a penny. Just a dime. You know what the lesson was? That she gave more because she gave everything she had. When it looked on the outside like, man, I just see that I, I see them operating in this. I see them doing this. I see them over here. And it just doesn't feel like what I'm doing is as important as what they're doing. That's not the heart of your father. He's given each of us a spiritual gift out of these various gifts that are available. So here's, here's what I want to pray for you. And here's, here's what I'm asking you to respond to. Are you willing to say today, are you ready to say today, from this moment forward, I'm going to pursue love. And I know I don't completely understand it all. and We'll probably come back to this and go a little bit deeper in this at some point in the future. But I know I don't completely get it all. But, but 
okay, I, I, like gifts are good. God wants us to, to be able to have these things so we can help each other. And so from this moment forward, I'm going to begin to desire these gifts. And that your prayer would just be that, Lord, whatever, whatever you have for me, that's what I want. Whatever you have for me, that's what I want. I may not completely understand it right now, but I, I want everything that you have for me. Everything that you have for me. So will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Before we sing, I want to pray over you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. But I want to ask you to respond. And so if you're here today and you would say, I'm going to pursue love and desire the gifts. I'm going to pursue love and desire the gifts. Will you just lift your hands right where you are? Thank you, Jesus. God, you see hands raised all over, all across this room. Lord, your people, your children, we want to love well. And we want everything that you have. Lord, even if we don't understand it, we, we, we just desire everything that you want to give us. Lord, we can understand later and you'll teach us. You'll show us as we pursue you, as we pursue love. You'll show us how to use, you'll show us what it is that, that you've given us, what gift it is that we have. Lord, I pray that we would use these things as we begin to desire them and cultivate them in our lives, that we would begin to use them for the purpose that you stated to help each other. God, you want us to be equipped to help each other, to encourage each other, to build each other up. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are, you are planting new desire for your love. You're planting new desire for your gifts, for these spiritual gifts. And God, I pray as we sing this, this next song, this final song today, just for the next few minutes, God, would you speak to us? Maybe even show us today what it is that you've gifted us with so that we can begin to use it to serve and to help each other. In Jesus' name, amen.